This month's podcasts are sponsored by Aubergine Legal. Do you sometimes worry that your business isn't meeting all its legal compliance requirements and wonder if you're ticking all the legal boxes? Are you losing sleep worrying about a piece of legislation that you may or may not be complying with? Perhaps you need some help with your client contracts or your data protection compliance. Or maybe you're worried that your website doesn't have the right documents or legal notices in the right place. Perhaps you have a brand that you want to protect with a trademark. How about if you could outsource it all and eliminate all of your worries? If so, then get in touch with Aubergine Legal, a friendly commercial legal consultancy offering practical and clear commercial legal advice without the overwhelming legal jargon, taking the worry away and helping you to protect your business and minimise your risks. Aubergine offers a free 30-minute consultation if you have any questions or want to find out if they can help. And you can access this link and book your free 30-minute call via the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Bring Your Product Ideas to Life podcast. Practical advice and inspiration to help you create and sell your own physical products. Here's your host, Vicky Weinberg. Hi, I'm so excited today to introduce Emma Perry to the podcast. Emma is also known as Digital Mother and she helps mums in business learn how to succeed on socials, which she does through providing training. So Emma and I spoke a lot about how to sell your products on social media. We covered which channels are best for um, selling your products, how many channels you should be selling on and the kinds of posts you can do to really sell your products. We also spoke about the social side of social media and how important engagement is um, on whatever platforms that you choose. So I really hope you're going to find this conversation useful. Um, We go into lots of practical things that you can go away and do. Um, And so I'd love now to introduce you to Emma. So hi, Emma. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, you're welcome. It's really nice to join you. Thank you. And can you please start by introducing yourself, your business and what it is that you do, please? Sure. So I'm Emma Peary's digital mother and I'm a social media trainer. Um, I do do social media management as well, but my real love is social media training and helping mums in business get on that the right path to success with their social media because I know it's it's difficult to have the money to outsource when you're a a mumpreneur maybe there's probably only one of you in the background Um, you know some people have bigger but just don't have the finances to outsource so that's where I've found people need my skills to to train them in to know what to do on, on their socials. Perfect thank you so we're here today to talk about products businesses so let's start right at the beginning with um, what's probably quite a big question actually why does your products business need to be on social media why do we need to be there in the first place you know maybe we've got a website maybe we sell on Amazon why do we need social media? I guess it's just like anything else it's a free tool I mean why wouldn't you use a free tool obviously a free tool comes with something you need the skills to be able to do it. You need the time to be able to do it. But it's another platform that you've got eyes on. The other great thing about social is your customers are directly in your inbox. Like it's the only place that you can reach out and actually grab customers or they can contact you on a one-to-one basis you know you can't do that on your website you can't do that via amazon you know it's such an it's such a great social tool and engagement tool so you know that for me is the biggest thing you can really reach out to people and know exactly what they want or they can reach out to you if they've got any questions um, about something and it's it's just brilliant for that you know you can really get into into people's lives um, directly 
And I guess as well, it probably gives you more opportunities to share content as well, because there's only, I guess, so much, you know, you can have on your product listings or on your own website, but with social media, I guess you can respond to things instantly, can't you? You know, if exactly. there's something you need to get out there, or I suppose you can also have a, depending on your brand, you can have a bit more fun perhaps as well than you might do yeah, somewhere else. I think, you know, the websites are still you know, so, so important. Everybody goes to a website, especially for obviously a product-based business um, to look at things, but sometimes there isn't quite the personality or the information there that that sometimes people need. And, um, you know, some people might just, you know, I still love to go and feel something when I'm buying something, but none of us do that anymore. So, you know, you might just have a question about, and I'm sure we've all bought something and got the wrong size or, or, you know, something's coming, you're like, oh, I didn't quite understand that. So actually to have that person there to be like, oh, could you just tell me exactly what size that is? Or how, you know, why do you use that fabric or, or anything like that? You know, you can really go into detail on socials in using, you know, your, your products behind the scenes and people can get a real feel for who you are. And people buy from people. They don't, we buy something because we like it, but, what you can give them on social media is is you and your business and your um you know what what the essence of your business is and you know and people end up following things on social because you're independent but because they also feel like they know you so you know you can really reach out and feel like we're we're, we're actually buying from that person we're going to help that person as well as having something that we love yeah thank you it's really nice what you said about being able to talk to them I guess I didn't think of it like that it is about being able to have conversations which is you know it's not just about posting is it it's about actually being able to talk to people yeah and that's the biggest thing for me on social and I think possibly what you know it's interesting that you said you hadn't thought about it it's it's the biggest thing that we forget to do you know everybody's so consumed about posting and posting at the right time or the right thing or the every day or you know whatever everyone thinks they're supposed to do but actually you could sit back and as long as you're engaging with people and you're building relationships with people and there's a skill in that like even if you're behind a phone some people aren't comfortable with that but you know, and these things need to be learned. There are tricks and, you know, how to engage with people or, you know, even how you do it, how you search for people. But it's so important. And it's the one thing people forget to do. And that's proactively go out and start conversations with people. Thank you. That's such great advice already. <laughs> we're not even not even a few minutes in. And that's just, yeah, thank you. That's really been helpful for, for me even. Good. So there are so many social media channels out there, as we know, um, and there are new ones appearing all the time. I keep hearing people telling me I need to be on TikTok now, but I'm resisting that. Um, how, you know, how do you know where, which channels you should use? Um, is it the ones you like using? Is it the ones your customers are using? Is it somewhere in between? Um, where do we start? So I think having a love for it is important, but that's not the reason, um, definitely where your audience is. Um, so with um, people, I actually do like a process to go through um, of how you would decide. Um, it's a bit like niching in your business. So you wouldn't or shouldn't <laughs> decide to sell something to everybody because that doesn't work. You know, if you've got a product 
you obviously know who your target market is. And if you don't know who your target market is, you should. And that's the bottom line for any marketing, for any sales. And it's the same with social. So if you don't know who your audience is, then, I mean, I can do work with you on that. Um, but, you know, you really just, and it's quite a simple process, you know, just really think about who you want to sell these products to. And I think we're all very scared. And I know I was in the beginning to niche down because you feel like, why am I going to block out 80% of the market and only go for my target market? But honestly, it really, really does work because you can only talk to a certain area of the market. And it doesn't mean that you don't sell to all those other people, but it just means you can focus properly and write to people properly and talk to people properly. Um, so that is the basis of where you start. You start with your audience and who they are. You also look at your time and your budget. Um, for some um, social media platforms like Facebook, for example, it's a really, really, really slow burn on Facebook at the moment to do organic social. Um, so, I mean, you can, but again, you need a lot more time. So what I would advise on Facebook is you have an organic strategy, but you also have a paid strategy as well. Um, so obviously you need budget. If you haven't got the budget, but you've got time and where your audience is sat, you choose to do sort of Instagram. So again, um, you know, you look at your time and and I can give anybody, you know, how long you should do this and how long you shouldn't do. But you need to work it into your business life and, and how much time you you think you have. So that's a question that I would pose. You know, if you told me. So, for example, I would say if you're going to do a platform properly, you would need four to five hours a week. And most people gasp when they say when I say that, like, really? I'm like, yeah, so if you want to do it, optimum posting, optimum engagement, you know, if you want to do it really, really properly, like you would if you paid a social media manager, that's the time you want to do. If you've only got half of that time, then that's fine. And that's, but you've got to realize that that will work for you and that will work around your schedule. And that's brilliant because that will make you relax about it. But actually, you're possibly going to get slower results. And that's fine. Like if that's all the time you've got, then that's fine. But so, yeah, I take all those things into consideration. So I would also in a kind of a nutshell kind of way is say um, as a small business. So, again, for myself, I've only taken this into consideration in the last couple of years. I always tell people that it is so much better to do one channel brilliantly. To a push than it is to try and do four badly. Um, because if you look at your Twitter and Facebook account, which I was doing, I wasn't putting enough time into it because I'm only on my own. I might be a social media expert, but I don't have 20 hours a week to spend on my socials because I'm working with my clients and all that sort of thing. So I took my own advice and went, right, I'm now going to specialize in two channels because that's the only time that I've got. So now I do Instagram and LinkedIn as my specialist because you don't want your customers going on a social media channel that isn't being loved and thinking oh well are they in business still what well they haven't posted for ages or you know any of that stuff so definitely one brilliantly two if you think you've got the time um and just focus on those but where your audience is <laughs> that makes so much sense thank you but my actually I was going to ask the question you know should you be everywhere or should you just be in one place um but then when you started saying about how long it took that kind of answered it for me I'll be exactly. honest um yeah. no I, I had no idea that you needed to spend that 
long. I don't even know how long I do spend there, to be honest, but um, I don't think it's that long. Yeah, and I, I think it's about, and it, it you know, and it, because it's, so that's what I would do as a social media manager, you know, and I'm not saying that that, I mean, that is, if you could, brilliant, because actually you will see the rewards out of that. But I do understand that it's got to work around you as a, you know, a mumpreneur, around everything else you've got to do in your business and everything else so I think as long as you're comfortable with what you choose to do and real I mean social media is a slow burn anyway it's not you know it's not going to bring in the cash tomorrow like that it's a relationship builder but it does work if you start off and that's the other thing I guess it's just don't be disappointed if things don't start working straight away but I've I've had people come back to me sort of after a year and now the time's right. You know, I'm a service-based thing, so that's obviously slightly different. But, um, you know, you do find that if you're constantly in somebody's eye, you know, for example, if you're selling jewellery or something, you know, they might not have a gift to buy today or tomorrow, but I can guarantee you in two months' time, they'll suddenly have a gift or a Christmas or, you know, and if you're there in their mind, they think, oh, I really like that the other day, you know, they'll come back to you. So, yeah, it, it's, but they won't if you're not, keeping up that consistency and, and keeping fresh in their mind thank you so it sounds like consistency is the main thing here regardless Definitely. of which channel or maybe two channels you're on so let's say you know however much time you've got whether it's five hours a week or an hour a week what are the things we should be doing for however long we have what are the sort of key things we need to be doing on our social channels because I'm assuming it's not just posting and forgetting what are the other things that we need to be thinking about so your posting is obviously really important as well but it it all comes in a huge package and one doesn't really work without the other so I would work out how much time you've got for example and think how and again it depends on the platform you know if you're doing Twitter, for example, a lot more effort has to go into it because, you know, you need to be doing about 10 tweets a day just to get noticed. You know, on Instagram now, you can probably get away with three posts a week, but that needs to consist of a real, maybe IGTV, you know, not just banging out a post three times a week consistently. You know, you've got to use the whole thing. You've got to be doing stories. So what you need to do is think about your content strategy and the word strategy always freaks people out, but in essence that's what it is so think about you know and whether you do that on a week by week basis or if you can do it on a month just think right realistically what am I going to do can I do three posts a week and some stories a day or can I only do one post a week what you know what really can you do that you and maybe you build it up think actually right I'm going to start again this month but I can only do one post a week. And then maybe next month think, actually, I've got this sorted now. I'll do two posts a week. And, you know, be fair to yourself, but stick to what you're going to do. You know, don't do five posts this week and none for the next two weeks or, you know, that kind of thing. Just be honest with yourselves and think, what can I do? Um, But also bring in those other things as well. So it's not just a grid post. It is a reel. It is stories that you need to do every day it is all that stuff so it's a big it's the bigger picture and realistically how much of all that can you do so yeah just set yourself some realistic goals um, but try and take everything into consideration so maybe it is only one post a week on the grid and then maybe and one and that could be a reel but try and do a story every day think about whether you're comfortable to go live or all that sort of thing 
the other massive thing is with your content is don't just post your products all the time so this feels a bit like well what's the point that's obviously why what I'm here for and I'm selling and of course like you know that is the whole point but if all you're doing is just selling your products all the time nobody's getting to know you and we've discussed already that people buy from people and it's just a bit boring you know it's just like where's you know where's the value add is is the you know terminology that we use but how can you you know help people want to buy your products um for example if you're selling scarves could you show people how to wrap them around your neck um there's a, a um a fashion lady that I follow on Instagram and the other day she had a top with a you know with a tie at the back and she just did this reel and she showed three different ways to tie it but it was so simple but I thought oh never thought that I've just done it in the same way each time so you know just think about how you can add value but with your product so you're not you know and different things that you can do with them if you were um you know selling shoes what could you wear with the shoes you know if you're selling handbags what could you wear with the handbags show other people's that aren't competitors, but, you know, show other people's um, goods that you would be like, oh, this is really well with my red handbag that I've got for sale. You know, so think about it like that. How can you add value to your audience, but also your products? Thank you. That's really helpful. Um, and what about sort of you, do they call it user-generated content, Emma? What yeah, about content yeah, from other people? How how can you sort of get that kind of content? Um, do you need sort of permission to share that kind of content because I think that's probably really valuable because that's someone else saying I've brought this and I've used it um but how can we as product sellers make the most of that yeah and I'd say you're completely right like it's the number one um and whether that's your audience that has just bought something or whether that's influencer as well you know both is brilliant because again we all buy because either somebody has recommended it and someone that we trust on Instagram has recommended it. You know, it's, it is, it is that thing. So to be honest, all you can do is ask and I would add it to your invoice receipt that you send with the product. Why don't you tag me in a picture with you wearing it? You know, just something as simple as that. Just, you know, ask for it on the grid, um, ask for it in your stories, you know, unless we're, and this is the thing about uh, CTAs, call to actions on social media as well. We're all like sheep. All we, we have to be told what to do to go through this process of, okay, I've seen those beautiful pair of earrings, but you know, I'm just going to scroll off that because no one's told me what I need to do. You know, be really, and again, this is why you don't do it every single post. It's like, be specific. Tell me what I need to do to press that button to go and buy those earrings or, you know, tell me that you want to see me wearing them because actually I'm a bit too shy to do that. Like, just, or we wouldn't even think about it off my own back. Um, so, yeah, just ask. And actually, the more you get and the more you share, then maybe that, you know, think about a branded hashtag maybe that you use for your customers. You know, is it wearing whatever your brand name is or is it you know some people give their followers a nickname don't they like you know just think a bit 
why people would want to get involved with that and you know it's, it's going to be hard I'm not saying this hashtag suddenly going to take off but actually if you start using things slowly and you can brand it in some nice way then you know people might want to be part of that and if you can get some influencer to do that as well and and again, don't be frightened to ask. I think you just, and you know, as soon as they've shared it, you reshare it to your stories. There's also then nothing wrong with keeping those pictures in a file somewhere and use it again. You know, don't be scared to use things. All right, maybe not tomorrow, but using that picture again next month and, or, you know, just having a rotation of like, I would as a service-based business, I use testimonials and I use that in quote form. And again, there's nothing wrong in doing that. If somebody sends you a lovely email to say, oh, I love this and my friend loved it. She was, you know, I gave it to her for her birthday. Use a quote. It doesn't necessarily have to be someone wearing it. But if you can get that picture of somebody wearing it, then yeah. My philosophy is, and they not, yes, definitely you should get someone's permission for it. If they send you a picture by email, then say, can I use this on my socials? If they tag you in it on your socials, I pretty much see that as it's out there. And as long as you tag them back in it, but you know, it doesn't take two seconds, does it? To just DM them back and go, are you happy for me to share? Um, yeah, um, so, so yeah, just to make yourself feel comfortable really in doing that. Thank you, that's really helpful. And I just wanna pick up on something you, you said there about sort of mm. keeping photos. So let's say on Instagram, which is obviously a platform where if you scroll, because Facebook, I think it's a bit harder for this. Instagram, if mm. you scroll down, you can sort of see somebody's grid. For anyone who yeah. can't scroll, no one else can see me but you, Emma, I'm doing the scrolly motion here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but, so is it okay, considered okay to reuse content? So to post the same image three months later. Um, when I say is it considered okay, what I mean is, I don't know I say consider okay I don't even know by whom but I mean I've always there's an unwritten that, rule isn't there yeah, that you have never to, to use the same picture on your grid yes is yes. that not really a rule no I think well so I wouldn't use you know you wouldn't consistently use the same pictures over and over again but I think if you think oh when did I last post that or you know you've got to have some evergreen content because Otherwise, it's just going to be forever. I mean, it depends. Again, it, it depends on your products and it depends who you are. But are you going to scroll back through someone's Instagram for a year to see if they posted that picture again? No. Like, who has time to do that? So I just think, you know, make it work for yourself and think about some of the evergreen things which is what we call, you know, you can use again. And, and it, it makes your life easier, especially on a yearly basis I mean again you don't want to churn out the same Christmas post every single Christmas but if you've got sort of a rotation of product images that you took at Christmas with a tree in the background you know this Christmas you might decide to set up a Christmas shoot um, and I would say to anybody you know I'm sure most people with a product base do have professional photos but if you can get you know a batch of professional photos like I do myself I'm still a service-based business so I take pictures of myself I've now got such a lot of pictures that I can use different things on a kind of a rotational basis so if you went and did that Christmas shoot this month with your 20 products and you had from 20 products you might have get 60 pictures because you can take them from different things and then maybe you know think about right, I'm going to want to use that this Christmas, next Christmas, and the Christmas after, for example. So take three different shots 
that you're like, oh, there's my 2021 Christmas pictures and there's my 2022 Christmas pictures and there's my 2023 Christmas pictures. So you don't actually have to do that shoot again and you're getting more value for money. I'm not, you know, I know everyone's going to have new things coming out, but if you feel like that is your business and I've got a stock lot, you know, that's just an idea of how you can save a bit of time and money and use them and use it again. And you can do that seasonally. You might do the same shoot, but take the Christmas tree out the back and you know, just do different things like that. So just think about when you are doing your photography, don't think, right, I need a post for tomorrow. I'm just going to get one of my products there and I'm going to take a picture of it. Like think about it as a whole and think about it on a seasonal basis and and how it would work for you. Oh, I like that. That's so (laughs) organised. That's such a good idea. I guess it does come down to planning, I guess, then Emma. Yeah. Yeah. And And I think that's what trips people over. And I think, you know, social media is always at the front of people's mind but it gets to the back of the list um and you know i'm guilty of this too you know the the thing that actually brings the money is what goes to the top of the list isn't it and and social kind of you know it will in the long term but actually just posting that today isn't necessarily what i need to do today so it just everybody i think it always just thinks and it's and it's but it is something else that needs to be planned if you yeah I'm doing a workshop in a couple of weeks where we are talking about content planning and it's you know the framework that I use and it's you know how you plan it what you should be putting into place all that sort of thing and and instead of scrabbling around every day going what on earth am I going to post today it just allows you to think oh, I've got nine posts there that I've just decided about. That's, you know, for the next couple of weeks, that's for more. And it does it, it does make you think about it much differently. It takes that pressure off the shoulders because you've got it in sight and you know what you're going to do. And then you think, oh, that's what I'm going to do. So I can just do this. And it just, you know, it feels like, oh my goodness, that's something else I need to plan for. That's something else that I need to, to do. But honestly, if you take a few hours out of one day, it will save that feeling every single day of, oh, what am I going to do now? Yeah, that really makes, actually, <laughs> last week I spent a morning, a whole morning, planning, writing and scheduling um, Instagram posts. Brilliant. And, you know, probably the hardest thing of all of that, Emma, was actually sitting down and doing yeah, it. Yeah, it like, started, exactly. the time yeah. to do it. But having it in the calendar and doing it, I mean, it's just a bit of, you can just take a bit of a sigh of relief because, yeah. um, not my favourite but having it done in one go is actually less painful than, as you say, waking up on Monday morning and thinking, oh, I've got nothing lined up for this week. What on earth am I going to do? Yeah, and I think your flow comes as well. I mean, obviously, if you've got like a framework that I use and it comes, but even with your own thing, if you haven't got that, you'll you'll just get into a bit more of a flow and think, oh, well, I've talked about that today. Now I'm going to add value on that piece for for the next post. And then I'm going to try and sell that bit. And then, you know, it'll just it'll just make a bit more sense and take you less time because you're in that flow than it would if you just did it manually every day. That makes sense. Thank you. So we've talked a little bit about content and I, and I don't want to move away from content and how to sell your products entirely, but I'm just curious to know your thoughts on, say, lots of us are sort of small businesses, maybe we're solopreneurs um, and we're, you know, and we're selling our products. Um, should we, or how much, much should we be getting a bit of ourselves across as in should we be talking just about our products or should we be sharing a bit about ourselves as well or 
does I it really think, not matter? I've just realised I didn't answer one of your questions earlier, so I'm going to go back to that in a minute. But um, I, I think it's up to you. I personally believe if you've got a strong... So let's take me, for example. I am... I am my business. I'm a service-based business. So that does make a difference. So people are buying me as a service. So I do try and put myself on, um, on my grid and on my stories. So I think as a product-based business, I don't think you necessarily have to, especially if you're not comfortable doing it, because you don't want to feel like, oh, that's, you know, really something I don't want to do. But I do generally think if people get to know you and get to know you know you as a person then it's easier to buy from you thank you emma um so what i'd love to know and i'm sorry because we're going off topic of content just for one minute is um are there channels that lend themselves better to selling products than others so i know for my clients those that are on social media or want to be on instagram because obviously it's very visual and if you've got a nice product photography i guess that kind of makes sense um is that what's your view on that I think they're right. Um, I mean, definitely Instagram is the most visual platform, but now it's not just a photo sharing app. It is going to be a video sharing. You know, it's definitely going that way. So if you are on Instagram and you have not yet done a reel or you've not yet done an IGTV reel, really, is you need to start thinking about that because that is the way things are going. Um, not to say that you can't share photos on there still either, but it needs to be a good mix. Um, obviously, uh, you can now have a shop on Instagram, which you can also have on Facebook. So I guess those two kind of would work hand in hand. And if you've got budget to do some Facebook advertising, which you can also do on Instagram, that I think, you know, that all lends itself. Um, but Pinterest is really, really growing at the moment. I have no idea about Pinterest and I am not going to start, but I do know, um, you know, just through social media learnings is Pinterest is the one that is growing rapidly. Um, and obviously really, really visual comes up really high in sort of Google searches when you're searching for images and things like that. So that might be something to consider um, how that works. Thank you, Emma. I might actually do an episode just on Pinterest at some point. That sounds like that could be really useful. But coming back to what you're an expert in, and that's Instagram, (laughs) because I think that lots of people listening will either be on Instagram or thinking about coming onto Instagram, because as you said, it is brilliant for products. Um, You said Reels a little moment ago. That scared me slightly. I'm sure I'm not the only one who's a little (laughs) bit terrified. Um, Could you give us some some ideas? so let's say, you know, we, I, I sell products. I need to say, I, I need to start using reels and get on board with yep. that. Um, what's sort of the most basic product reel you can create? What are some, what are some sort of reels someone could go and create this afternoon, today, yeah. whenever they're listening? So I'm just going to talk about reels just for a second before I sort of say that, because what you see, like we'll all see different reels on your feed. But what you see on there, don't be scared to do something because you're not going to be singing, dancing, mouthing to something. You know, what a reel is still your brand. So think about the tone of voice that you normally use. Think about everything that you normally do. Um, 
if you're selling earrings, sorry, I know I keep using it as an example, which is terrible, but it's like, if you're selling earrings, doesn't mean that you necessarily want to dance around on a reel and not talk about earrings. So what I said earlier about adding value to things, um, you know, and it's perfect for lending yourself to adding value about what could I wear these earrings with, with my hair up, with my hair down, with this neckline, with this, you know, whatever sort of, you know, so think about things like that and showing off your products in a, in a new and different way. If you've got something that needs to be opened or, you know, just showing something in a, in a better way, you know, don't, it doesn't have to be this trending thing that is going on at the moment, you know, thinking like TikTok, because obviously the reels have come from TikTok and it, sort of brought itself over but just stick to your brand and stick to your what your audience work what, what your audience want um so how can you do something really basic so the thing about reels is you have to grab someone's attention in the first two or three seconds so it has to not only you know just like you think your image is striking and stop scrollable that you have to have something that stops that attention and the way to really do that is to have text on the screen because when reels come through they're muted so even if you've got you know a really great piece of music or if you're talking on them which you can do now on reels you can have a blend of your voice and of the music you know you've got to think they come without the sound so you know you want a really attention grabbing thing and that's probably not, here's my new earring. It's probably something like, you know, did you know? Or like, just think about how you can hook somebody in. Think about, you know, what's going to grab somebody's attention or um, can you believe they're made of this or, you know, whatever. Or do you need this in your life? You know, if you're a baby product, like, you know, think about what the what your problem you're filling for that mum and you know go in with that kind of a hook um like also you've got to think about transitions and there are loads of fancy ones out there but the the best and the most basic one to use when you're starting out is literally the fact that you know you stop and start the recording and you keep your phone in the same place and you um I'm doing that thing now and I where I'm showing my hands and nobody can see what I'm doing but it's like so for example I'm just going to tell you so I did this on a workshop recently but people could see me on zoom but I'm just like so I've got a tissue box in front of me these are my products and then I want to sell my glasses cleaner and my um water bottle so I'd line those up and I'd put them in position and I'd get my phone so if you haven't got a tripod or a stand for your phone get a plug and get a plug and the three pins that point out put your phone in it and you've got yourself a phone uh holder so and then put your products like this is only if it's like small like these products but this is an idea of like you can put my tissue box down there and i can film that for sort of five seconds i can stop the recording i can take my tissue box out i'll put my glass cleaner in exactly the same place and i haven't moved my phone and i record it again and then I do the same thing. I stop the recording. I take out the uh, glasses cleaner and I put my water bottle in the same place. I start the recording. I stop it. And, they get, and then you've got a video that has just shown three of your products, but it looks like they're disappearing and, you know, re, re yeah. coming out as themselves. And that's like the most basic. And that's what it was made for, really, is to just. So if you 
are if you sell clothes of some description um, again you can do the same thing make sure your camera's in the same place you can wear an outfit and you can jump back into exactly the same position it just looks like you've changed outfits really quickly um, and it's all to do with the edit it's editing to the music it's making it short and sharp and sweet and to be honest don't aim for anything more than a 10 second reel because people's interest isn't that long like you can have 60 second reels now whether that's gonna replace IGTV or whether we think I don't know that's probably to come but at the moment I would just be like short and sharp make sure you've got that hook make sure you've got a transition and make sure you've got a call to action whether it's read what's in the comments or link in the bio or, you know, whatever it is, again, we just need to be told what to do. So what, what, what do we need to do for what you're trying to do in your reel? Okay. Thank you for that, Emma. So it sounds, you, you've made it sound a lot easier than I hope it I made sense. It was. It's quite hard it's to just, describe. No, it's, hard, it's really hard <laughs> without being, I mean, I, I saw the workshop you did where it was visual and obviously yeah. that really does help, but I yeah. think you described it really well and I, I guess from what I'm taking is just maybe just have a go and just yeah. play about with it I think like anything um I haven't done a reel before because I'm a bit scared because I don't know how to do it but I'm sure it's one of these things practice. yeah it's like you know it's just like you've just got to get on with it and to be honest what's the worst that can happen I think you've just got to put it out there and you know I would always say to share it to your grid as well because that's the way it's going to get shown in the feed I mean if you're really not confident about it but you wanted to have a practice and get one out there then just don't share your first one to the feed no one's going to see it so it's pointless but you know you only get better with practice and just I would just say just start because actually it is a lot less scary than it feels um and another really good one actually for a product that I, um the sort of baby play mats you know if you like in if your product transforms a room, for example, can you show like the before? And then the transition really is as easy as putting your hand up to the phone or putting the phone down into the floor and then making sure that it's coming out of the same pit thing, but you've got the after. So this is what how my product changes the room, you know, that sort of thing. So yeah, there's, there's quite a few and, and traditions are quite easy. They look really difficult. Uh, I mean, I've got a background in broadcast journalism, so I kind of get how these things work, you know, editing pictures and stuff. But actually, it does allow you to do it. That's what it's made for. So just have a play around with the with the with the reels itself and you'll soon get to know what it does. OK, that is all super helpful. Thank you. I think, yeah, I think everyone listening, let's just have a go. Let's all, let's all try <laughs> and do, this, and myself included. As well. Like if you've done one and you've... You know, there's all things to do. You've got to think about where the words go and you don't get them off the screen. Like, I'm sure you've all looked at reels and you can't see the words. You know, they've got to be in the right place. And think. Like it, but it's all, you know, there's loads of tips and stuff that I could give you, but it's all, it's all a learning curve. Unless you do it wrong, you probably don't realise that you need to do it right next time. So, yeah, just, just, just get on with it and tag me in it. And if you want me to give you some constructive criticism, I will. Thank you. And what's your social Instagram handle? On Instagram, I'm at digital.mother. Thank you. And we'll put that in the show notes as well to make it super easy. So one final question before we finish up, if that's okay. So obviously you've shared loads and loads of us today um, (laughs) and we've all got got lots to go away and think about. And I think definitely some content planning is on my list for this week. Mm -hmm. Um, But what was your number one piece of advice when it comes to selling your products on social media? So 
this isn't even about product business. My piece, my one piece of advice, and we touched on it, I think a bit earlier is engagement. And I think it's the one thing that gets put to the bottom of the list, um, but it's super, super important. It is about building relationships. It is about being um, never post and don't reply to a comment, um, you know, cause it is, your, it's your buyers and they're there and they're waiting you know it's like anything and if you get ignored then you be, might be a bit like mm. so you know just have a bit more of a you know strategic way I hate notifications because it makes you something oh I've got a notification I've got to do it now you don't have to do it now yes there's a time scale in replying to people but you know make it work in your day and think right you know whenever you post think right an hour later I'm going to go back and I'm going to check see who's commented because that will that will not only please them but it will also help the algorithm because you need to do it as quickly as you can um but so it's but it's not just about replying to people that have commented on your post you need to go out and you need to look at for other people so is it an influencer is it somebody that's in a similar field to you not a competitor necessarily but that you can go and engage with their people and find new people. You know, influence are great at that, that you find people in your niche or your thing that you can just start having conversations with that if they can see your comment, they might think, oh, who's that? All right. And then they, and that's how you get them to look at your profile. So if you're not getting out there and joining other people's conversations, it's quite hard to get noticed. That makes sense. Thank you. The other thing that I would say is not necessarily my top tip on social, but um, a tip, and we have touched on this again, is just think about yourself. Don't, you know, I could give you 101 things that you have to do and you have to post on this day and you have to post this many times and da da da, but just sit down and give yourself a minute and think seriously, how much time have I got to spend on? my marketing in a week and what does that incorporate and how much of that is social and set yourself up with a you know if it's only an hour a week that's all you've got so use that hour a week don't suddenly go oh I'm going to do five hours this week and then I'm not going to do anything for four weeks you know and none of us plan to do that do we but that happens to all of us even me um so I would just think strategically about how you can use that hour. So are you going to do, and don't use that hour probably all on a Monday, like do think right on Monday, Wednesday and Friday, can I fit in 20 minutes of engagement or, you know, when I think about that post that you're going to post, can I engage around that post? Cause that's probably one of the best things to do is, you know, start engaging with your audience. And then when you're posting, then hopefully that post will get seen as well. So, but make it, work for you don't get bogged down on everything that you hear and see like you have to make it work for you and then it will just feel man more manageable that's fantastic thank you so much emma so i'm going to link to your website and all of your socials in the show notes people can come and find out more about you okay. and what you do and yeah thank you so much for all that you shared is that okay really hopefully what too waffly no it's been brilliant thank you <laughs> you're welcome Hi, thank you so much for listening. As always, I would absolutely love to know what you thought of this episode. Please do remember to rate and view the show and also, most importantly, subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. And as a reminder, I release a new episode every single Friday. So take care and look forward to speaking to you again then.
If you've been inspired to start a podcast in 2024, I really recommend my podcast host, Captivate. Captivate were my top pick when I started podcasting four years ago because of how easy it was for a complete novice like me to get started. I've stuck with them for the last four years because Captivate is still really simple to use. They keep adding great new features like the ability to share ads like these and they've just been really reliable. So when you're ready to start your own podcast, you can use the link in the show notes and get a free seven day trial with Captivate.